So what makes a great history story? If your answer included Nazis, hidden treasure, and a secret society, then strap yourselves in because you are in luck. You're listening to Casual History. Jeffrey, welcome back. It's good to have welcome. you back, man. It's been a long time. <laughs> it has a long been a time. long time. I've uh, I've been away. How, how was your trip? <laughs> Why are you talking like that now? Uh, because I can. <laughs> because I'm cultured now, Jacob. Ah, uh, I see. I've learned the ways of the French, ah. and I've learned lots of history while I was yeah. away. And you, you think know, you, you know French, huh? You like French? Name all the French words. All of them. Oh, I know all the French words. I won't embarrass you right now, and just by listing my <laughs> deep set knowledge. I don't know, man. As soon as you hit record, um, now now the pressure's on. Now now it's now like what have no you really learned from me? We French don't feel pressured. Oh oh oh, you're one of them now. Okay, Vive la Vive la France. You know. Yeah. Uh, oh wow. Okay. Well. Nah. Hey, it was a great time. I had a great yeah. time. I learned well, a lot. Hello, everybody. Uh, yeah, Jeffrey has just gotten back from his trip, as you can tell. Uh, I I had some podcasts in between, man, but it's been a while, and uh, I missed having a partner in crime, dude. You know, I listened you. to a few of them, and I got some notes. Ready? Oh, no. No, I, I don't want any I got notes. a list of notes. Are you ready <laughs> I don't for want them. Yeah, I think you do. I think you do. I think here's one. Right. Smile more. You know, you, you didn't smile sound like more? you were smiling. You know, oh, that wow. was just one. I didn't, not, I didn't quite get the joy. That's you know? not condescending at all. <laughs> That's not okay. It's hey, listen. I'm just trying to give the people what they want. I hear and you. If you're the host of this dutiful podcast, and uh, me being it, your co-host, right? That's Since right. I'm taking up the Robin role. Robin's got to keep Batman in check. And when, okay. when Robin was away, Batman got a little sloppy. You know what no. I'm saying? <laughs> Batman, didn't, <laughs> Batman didn't get pulled back into out of retirement for this. Uh, listen, listen. <laughs> Robin is coming back to really just you know amplify and intensify yeah. Batman's skill set. But I, I think it, it kind of sounded like Batman went on a bender. If I'm being honest, <laughs> <laughs> Batman. Oh okay, didn't you have, know, to tell have me his which, checks and balances. And did I you know, did I go Robert Pattinson Batman no, or did I go? I don't know. You didn't go brooding. I do. No, you sounded happy. Did I go Keaton? I, I, <laughs> I, would, I think you're more. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Right? Oh, Is that no. the name? Is that the oh, actor's no, name? No, guys. I'm so sorry. I'm so hard, sorry you had to listen to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, uh, legitimately, I think they were great. I think um, Thank you. they were, uh, you know, a fun take uh, without me around. You know, they it were was, a fun version of of uh, a podcast that I think eventually you could do more of too. You know, like if if we wanted to start, um, you know, obviously keeping these going, these kind of duos, one twos. But um, yeah, if you I had mean, other stories or even like a separate, like imagine. Our brand, Jacob. Our brand. Uh, our brand. You know, for all the people listening, sounds so official. Brand. Just yeah, so that listen, way, you guys know. Listen, our those brand. French words, guys, just coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, brand is involved in that. Um, no, I think you know it could be cool down the line. To you know, Jacob has his own. You know, for all the Jacob fans. <laughs> Stop. Stop all your head. Like, listen, but some Stop people, all your head. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Some people are only going to be fans of Batman, you know? And some people are only going to be yeah. fans of Robin. There's going to be some that love them together. Really? But name name one like Robin fan. Name one Robin fan. Listen, I I don't want to I don't want to embarrass you further. I already <laughs> yeah, did that yeah, with yeah, the list yeah. of okay. French words. You know, if I start going down, uh, all the people send me dramatic messages and how my stories really just enlighten them. I just don't think you want that. Wow, man! Wow. Well, this is this is a great way to start this off. Honestly, uh, we got a lot to say, Jake. Been holding it in. <laughs> been holding it in for a month. It's been been a lot, got a lot to say to you, and I, I, I didn't I want to say it all until I got hit record. So, well, here we are. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad you decided. <laughs> glad we decided to just now call and talk. But yeah, I actually am happy. You know, to talk to you again and like have this back and forth with you, despite what you know I may look or you hey, know guys. what you can read on my face. Yeah, but listen, I am happy to have you here. Kind of, listen. I guess listen, I'm no maybe. comedian, but I just want to say this out front. Sure. Um, <laughs> this is the most Jacob has talked to me in a month. That's a bullshit. 
And listen, that's I want bullshit. sympathy. I want apologies. I want <laughs> don't, don't, don't even start I with want me. flowers. For, I don't, want people cake. don't even know where you went, Jeffrey. Tell hey, them where you went. Uh, Tell them where French, you went for a month France, and a half. French. To French? <laughs> I went to French. I went to France. I went to France. I went to France. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. you went to for France. about a month and a half, two months ish, a month and a half. Month and, and the three time weeks, difference yeah. affected it. And work. Listen, I I tried to call you. You called me a lot. Yeah, Robin. We called Batman. Batman never called. Actually, you know what's funny is Batman does call Robin more, but in this case, Robin called Batman. So, mm. hey, listen, it's okay. We'll move past it for the yeah, sake of. Of the Thank podcast. God, because we got to get a podcast in here no, somewhere. We, listen, we can take our time. We're easing our way back yeah, in. You know, yeah. We're sliding back in. Um, but I know you brought the subject because I was not prepared. That's right, um, yeah. <laughs> so you found us a story to talk about, or you know something that I don't, which is rare. So let's go. What we got? Yeah, this is, this is a fun little story. Um, I want to throw out a couple upkeep stuff, and I promise we'll get right into it. I feel like... <laughs> is taking forever with this intro but that's no, okay come on. i'm okay with it come on how do people not know by episode 80 that we yeah. banned her because we got nothing else to do it's true okay but Nine i have a couple on a really exciting a memorial day jacob this is this is what we're doing on memorial day <laughs> at 9 p.m <laughs> listen <laughs> i forced jeffrey into this i you, true true this is why he was I'm, not ready i told him i have a story he better get ready and that's what robin yeah. does he suits up Okay, I you suit up. up when I, I got my you. Reese's pieces. You know, that's good. My snacks, dude. Is that your favorite? Uh, what's your listen, What's your favorite snack? Uh, we don't. Then? We don't. We could probably. <laughs> what's What's the upkeep, Jacob? What, what okay, yeah. No, I have two really exciting updates. Um, which is why Batman's been so busy. It's been. I've been working on. We are coming out brand new merch. A brand new merch line for Casual History, Jeffrey. So you can sport some threads. Later ah. on, to go along with all your cool French clothes that you brought back. Okay, um, pause, pause. Yeah, I actually do. Uh, you, he showed me these. If you're listening to this, yeah, obviously you're hearing me say this. Um, <laughs> I, he showed me some of these when I was away. He did send me some photos of the the merch he's working on. That's right. I think they're sick. Um, obviously I'm gonna get one. Uh, but if you guys want one, he's gonna explain how. There's a really cool. Actually, Jacob has been working on a lot of stuff, honestly. Yeah. So there's a reason why he's Batman. Um, <laughs> I do support it. Fully. Flattery gets you everywhere. No, no but but uh, he, he go ahead go get into the 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 real uh, peanut butter and jelly, which is the um, yeah the the whole club thing. Yeah. Well, we now um, starting today, as of this podcast drop, I'm gonna be releasing this along. Um, with this, you know, whenever this comes out, whether it's tomorrow, I think tomorrow, um, we're going to have a thing called a Curiosity Club member. So all that means is like you're going to get updates from us as well as like really cool like history stories and facts that you did not know about like random, randomly through the week. And it'll be a really good way for like exclusive merch drops, a whole bunch of other exciting stuff. Um, but I've been working really hard on like building this out and building out the content for this. So I'm super excited yeah. to share with, with everybody. Yeah, so honestly. like so for, for my, my layman's term understanding, like correct me if I say anything that's off base here as well. Like, no, go for um, it. If I if I subscribe to this, so I'm like, oh, I want to join this club. I want to be cool, and like <laughs> I put in my yeah. my phone number and email. Yep, I'm gonna then get like cool history stories, articles, random facts, what like throughout my week. That's right, and ex- and if we have like any exclusive, like say we do a one off pod where we're just talking, maybe it's not even like a casual history story, but like a more like inside banter between yeah, you and me. Maybe we just have a fifteen minute combo Dude. that somehow some people want to listen to. Yeah, yeah. If that's fun. what you guys want to listen to, we will be sending it. But it's a way so that way we can have direct communication with everybody and back and forth. So that way you can send us ideas for this podcast. Yeah. So we have that yeah. as well as a way to give you like all the latest stuff. So whatever we drop, brand new things. Like cool updates, all all the facts to impress your friends at the parties. We'll have yeah. it ready for you. That's no, that is cool. And you know what? I also wish we had what, and maybe what we could start doing. We need a comment section. We do need a comment section. Like I wish Spotify and Apple Podcasts had a comment section, but like somewhere, which maybe within the Curiosity Club, maybe there's a way to do that. I don't eventually. Yeah. I don't know that. But for right now, I don't know. I want to throw this out there to the listeners as well. YouTube channel. I know we won't. We won't. Maybe we don't have our faces on it for some of these episodes, but putting them up online could be cool, and then people could comment on them and kind of... Because that's my biggest thing. I, I like yeah. hearing the feedback, and obviously Facebook and Twitter and Instagram are cool, but you know, some comment uh, section uh, yeah. would be cool. 
Me too. And I think that would be really cool. And like, that's, that's kind of like the whole point of this thing is we're creating an exclusive club where we can talk back and forth with everybody. Um, and so whenever they think of really cool ideas, they can text us as well yeah. as like, yeah, we're going to be sending you awesome, cool new information. Oh, wait, they just can like text this back. Drop. They can talk back. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, okay. That's really cool. Yeah. Heck that's yeah. sick. <laughs> so it's going to be really awesome. So this is dropping all at the same time. So I told you guys to get ready with the post yesterday. Or a couple days ago, I think I posted a couple days. Um, yeah. But I'm super excited to drop it with all this new stuff. And I figured, what better time than when Robin's back to drop yeah. all this new stuff hey, you know, for everybody? Hey, you know? thanks. Thanks. <laughs> um, uh, one one last thing. Yeah. Um, when am I getting my travel show, Batman? When, when are you going to put me out on the road, huh? Your travel show. History? Like, when am I, I going to get me time? When am I going to get Robin travel show time? You got you know? money? You got money to go travel the world? <laughs> that's what this podcast is for, right? Come on. Put me on the road. I'm ready that's, to go. I can that's provide, it. I could do history, travel blogs, vlogs, or yeah, vlogs, not blogs, vlogs. Yes. And, you know, be my Anthony Bourdain Dude. mimic. Dude, that that way we're committing to actually doing uh, like YouTube videos. Because like if you're be fun, if you travel to Egypt and we have a podcast while you have the pyramids in the background and you're acting crazy, like yeah. have a <laughs> a recording of both of that, that'd be really awesome. And you just pop in different places like yeah. around the world. Well, here's one last thing before we get into this. We're at the 11 minute mark. Yeah, one last Jesus. thing before <laughs> we jump into the actual podcast. Yeah. Um, I want to send out a a bat call. To anybody who's a history fan, uh, no, like knower of history, a knower <laughs> of history. How do you say this? Um, <laughs> We're like professionals, we, I promise. <laughs> We're professionals. Um, anybody who's got a deep set knowledge, maybe you like making videos, maybe you like doing all of the above. Like, yeah. send us, send us a line. Be, I think it would be fun to start trying to like reach out and connect people to this brand and like the the name Casual History. I think can be a lot more. Yeah, um, obviously we love doing the podcast, and that's going to keep going. But just making this community maybe bigger and wider. And if there's people out there who also love this stuff yeah. and knows how to edit videos or wants to do something, man, I think exactly. I, I, we talked about that. Me and Batman talked about this quite a bit. It'd be cool <laughs> to have some other people involved too, eventually, with just other forms because there's so many ways to dive into this subject obviously because it's history and there's so much. But like you can tell stories in a lot of different ways, and maybe some that we aren't fully faceted in right now but would be cool so yeah that was my back call before we jump in but i'll let you take from here we can jump into the story all right let's let's see if i remember what the story was this was actually (laughs) i do remember i'm just joking um (laughs) the story it's actually really cool i uh, read about it yesterday um and i have a little bit of updates um jeffrey do you know anything about the monument men monument men it's actually like a pretty big movie um have we talked about this before on the podcast it sounds I was, like the Minutemen, like the, from Disney Channel, that movie. But no, no it's not know. the Minutemen. <laughs> and also, there's a Minutemen in history, so it's funny that you didn't mention that one first instead of the wow. Disney Channel movie. Listen, but. Disney Channel ruined me. Okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so there's gonna be a part of this which is really cool um, about actually the Monument Men, and um, I'm excited to jump into that. But this is kind okay, of a story can you give about me a, a brief overview of who the Minutemen or Monument Men. Sorry. Are, sure. I have no clue who the So they were are. a government agency, a group, a task force of like older um older gentlemen and uh women who basically went and searched out for when Nazis hid and like all the stolen artwork and like um artifacts that they stole and like hid away for later on. Right. Um there's basically a group to go and try to recover all those famous paintings and they included Yo, like that's Monet sick. Whole bunch of stuff. So this story is encompassing Treasure and includes hunters, this essentially exactly, which is kind of funny because I don't think they ended up um, or they didn't mean to be doing that at the time. But yeah, right. they were like retired people, um, people that were like over the age, I believe, of like a normal soldier, and they were just tasked, and they believed that was their way of helping their country was rec- huh. recovering this lost history. Um, but it's pretty wild. That's cool. Um, so let me just jump right in. So. Written 75 years ago, by the way, I'm going to have a lot of names that you're just going to have to trust me and move on, so I'm just going to do my best, so be ready. Confidence is key. (laughs) So, written 75 years ago by Waffen Strostaffel, say that three times fast, um, an SS officer using the synonym Michalis, this journal outlined Nazi commander Heinrich Himmler's plans to hide stolen European riches 
artifacts, and priceless works of art that is estimated to be worth billions today. Does that sound like an Indiana Jones plot? Yeah, it sounds like I need to get out there and start yeah, looking. Yeah, this is, this is real stuff. There's still thousands of like artifacts still out there. Um, but this is what this story is about today. There's actually cool. been an update in 2022 about possibly finding something. A big um, cache of... A big cache, art. yes, exactly. Wow. Um, the diary listed 11 sites where Nazis concealed looted, goals, uh, looted gold, jewels, and priceless paintings and religious objects. One location that um, that is named, uh, one location that it named was an abandoned well that extends nearly 200 feet underground beneath, this, beneath the 16th century Hochberg Palace in the village of Rosetka. Cool. <laughs> See, this that's is where, where all the names well, come in. No, but wait, it just gave you the X marks the spot. Exactly. Huh. But it was in this journal that was hidden away. Um, oh, okay. But it's in southwestern Poland. Um, the gold right. at the bottom of the well is thought to have come from the Reich Bank in a Polish town of Borosław. It is now estimated to be worth billions of euros. Hmm. Um, for decades after the war, war Michalis' diary was kept secret, hidden away in the town of Quedlinburg, Germany. And it was in the possession of a Masonic lodge that existed as a secret society for more than a thousand years and counted elite Nazi officers among its members during the time of the Third Reich. Man, there's so much there. Dude, there's so, so much. much. That's like scratching the surface. There's so much... Uh, connection like there's so many connection points to obviously freemasonry but like masonic lodge yes. holding this diary with with all these lists of locations for stolen goods and art like that that's one of the many many oh 100 uh, secrets that they have so that that doesn't surprise me yeah it's also a- just before we jump in again sure i was nearby poland jacob why didn't you just give me this ahead of time i could have been down i, there I didn't know this ahead of time <laughs> Well, listen. I could have been down there. Could have made a whole video about it. Yeah, we could. I could have went to Poland. You know. Yeah, that's true. You could have. You Next could have just time. made a short little trip. Next time. Next time. Next time when you want to get rich. You know. Yep. Whenever. Whenever you feel like it. Yeah. Sorry, Jake. You just blew the <laughs> billions of dollars. Uh, <laughs> you know. Man, this podcast would be so sick if we had a billion dollars. <laughs> that would be so sick, man. We'd have. Yeah, man. man. I'd be we, paying people. We'd I don't all know be traveling, we, man. Who I'd be paying, but I'd be paying anybody who listened. Dude, 100%, we'd be like traveling the world doing this podcast. If that'd be that. fun. That'd be fun. It'd be so cool. Um, so one member of the secret society was allegedly um, Michalis, who controlled Nazi transport in southwestern Poland. Um, lodge members in later years included descendants of Nazi officers as well. So, so the Masonic Lodge is just full of Nazis. Got it. <laughs> yeah, yes. In short, a lot of Freemasons were Nazis. Cool. Yep, noted. exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, but in 2019, the lodge gave the diary to a Polish foundation named the Sicilian Bridge. Um, mm. The foundation announced in March of last year that it had received the journal from its German partners, um, the lodge members in Quillenburg, who gifted the journal to the people of Poland as an apology for World War II. So that's how last they even year? became, yes, in possession of this journal. Like COVID year last year, 2021? Uh, 2019. Oh, 2019. Okay. Yes. So right wow. before. Wow. Um, included in the journal was a map that reportedly um, pinpointed the location of the well in Hochberg Palace grounds where the Nazi treasure is hidden. Well, you know they gave it after they already searched all of this, I, right? Like, you know they didn't give it. It's not like they didn't go through and check every well, place. That would be and my go, Oh, guys, thing. hey, here's the, here's the thing, you know, 60 years later, you know, hey. But I think there's Here's additional the things around it. Like, again, like um, the, the people that had it before um, had a reason to keep it safe, right? Because right. of their beliefs and different stuff like that. So it just might have just gotten to the point where they decided this was best to hand this over. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you some more about this, but they actually believe it to be booby trapped. So no one has gone in yet. Huh. Kind of wild. Okay. Um, so additional documents suggest that after the Nazis hid their ill-gotten riches... They murdered witnesses and dumped bodies in the well, and then they detonated explosives to seal the entrance. Um, experts have determined that the diary was written in the time of World War II, but the journal's authenticity is yet to be confirmed by Poland's Ministry of Culture and National Heritage. 
Um, however, the palace stands in the lower Sicilia region of Poland that gained notoriety during and after World War II as a location where Nazis concealed goods and stolen from wealthy Jews, as well as the art that had been looted from museums and galleries. So they were oh. constantly collecting like these like priceless, priceless items, then hiding them away in salt mines. Right. Um, so... Yeah, Lower Sicilia was riddled with caves, mines, and tunnels, um, as well as castles and palaces with cavernous dungeons, which offered the Nazis plenty of hiding places for even large like bodies of work. Um, after the war, the U.S. government's Art Looting Intelligence Unit, you know, that's a, that's a long name. Wait, uh, say it one more time. Art, Art Looting Intelligence Unit. <laughs> it's actually A-L-I-U. pretty cool. A-L-I-U. Correct. Good job. Aliyu. <laughs> Aliyu. Aliyu. <laughs> so, after the war, that agency's linked a director um, of the Sicilian Museum named Gunther Gunderman. What a name. Mm. Dude, what, would you like to be named Gunther? What a great name. Gunther just sounds like something stuck to your shoe. <laughs> Again, you're thinking of Disney. Again. Am I? Was that Brink? What? That's no, Brink. I don't. I really don't even know what you're talking about. I'm pretty sure Brink is where his name was Gunther, and there's like a line where he's like, "I think I got some Gunther on the no, shoe." Wow, that just came out then. No, yeah, dude, I don't, I don't know that. where that came out of my brain, but for sure it's somewhere like in like a Disney Channel. Sorry movie. for anyone named Gunther, but yeah, I'm so sorry. Cool name. Listen, <laughs> I mean, is it though? It is cool. It's just like <laughs> Gunderman. So like Jay, Gunther and Gunderman. Nice to everybody. Listen, you got to draw a line in the sand. My line is Gunther, okay? Wow. Okay. Well, well Jeffrey drew his line. All right. <laughs> it's like Gunther. Uh, so Gunther wow. Gunderman. Yeah. So stumbled into the Blunderman. <laughs> um, yeah. Continue. <laughs> Gunderman created a list of 80 sites in Lower Sicilia. Um, one of them was Hochberg Palace where he concealed precious objects and wealth, but many of the other caches are thought to have been looted by the invading, invading Russian army as they marched through their way to Germany. Mm. So there's a lot of places that have already been looted, but he named 80 places. So they were hiding like priceless works of art everywhere. Um, the Nazis plundered an estimated 5 million European artworks from the Jews, museums, and private collections, and a team of 350 Allied officers and experts known as Monuments Men an investigative unit for the Art Looting Intelligence Unit, <laughs> Alu, <laughs> were tasked with Alu. tracking them down at the end of the war. So this is where Can, we kind of like talk about the monument men, which are dude, super cool. But those Badass people were people. busy. N- those Nazis were busy, man. Yeah. They, like, they were, you don't just steal that much and have that many hidden sites. Like the amount of um, like uh, compartmentalization I, I would assume like how do you get away with that number yeah. one number two that's so much like just thinking about how much stuff was stolen and how much stuff was destroyed I don't know maybe some things were destroyed and they thought it was stolen but I don't know I just it blows my mind like it's not like World War Two was super long right like it was long right. but like you were busy man they were yeah. busy and it was like it was like a fail safe. Um, from what I'm reading, it was very much like if if Hitler lost, then they were going to destroy everything. Right? They were going to like blow it all up, um, let it be lost to history, which is a lot of these places have not been found. Um, but like also, they were going to wait. Like if he had won, then they were going to like pull it in a like a world museum. Yeah. Um, for him, which yeah. is pretty wild. Um, six but, years. Sorry, I just I should yeah. have known that number, but the war lasted six years, thirty nine to forty five. Like six years, man. Yeah, you're doing all this. Yes, and Hiding waging them all world, in salt world mines. war. That's wild. Yeah, priceless, priceless works of art. Um. So yeah, that's where I went to the Monument Men, and I was like, oh, I've heard of this name before. And mm. so the first thing I did was like Google it, and apparently there's a book, um, written about them as well as um there's an actual movie i think brad pitt is like the lead in the movie um i'm gonna have to sit down and watch this i should have watched this before this podcast but we need to watch it together if if you guys have seen monument men please let me know um let me know how good it is because i'm going to definitely watch it after this podcast um but even just hearing some of the stories it's, it's just pretty wild man how like history comes down to a couple blunders um 
someone speaking at a random time and then you find billions of dollars worth of like priceless art huh. and it's nuts. Um, so to do a little side jaunt into the monument men. Um, so I got a little story here for them. So Kirsten and Posey were two members of the monuments, fine arts and archives section of the allies. Um, a small core of mostly middle-aged men and few women who interrupted careers as historians, architects, and museum curators and professors to mitigate combat damage. So they found and recovered countless artworks stolen by the Nazis. Isn't that wild? Like you go from like becoming a professor and then you're searching Nazi like gold, basically hidden treasure. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's a hundred percent Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. No doubt. So their work was largely forgotten to the general public until an art scholar, Lynn H. Nicholas, working in Brussels, read an obituary about a French woman who spied on the Nazis' looting operation for years and single-handedly saved six hundred or 60,000 works of art. Wow. Just her by herself. Um, nowhere were, were more of these treasures collected than, I think it's Altos? Altos, where Hitler stored the treasures intended for his Furher Museum in Linz, right. Austria, a sprawling museum complex that Hitler planned to showcase, showcase his plunder. So, huh. pretty wild. Um, pretty, like, world-ending stuff. Like, he wanted to rule the world and have this museum to show how great he was. Right. <laughs> um, which, you know, in a weird way makes sense in his supervillain way. Yeah, it um, does. So, the Allies knew of Altros thanks to a toothache. Two months earlier, Posey was in the ancient city of Tyr in eastern Germany with Kirsten, who needed treatment. The dentist found introduced him to his son-in-law, who is like hoping to earn safe passage for his family to Paris. Even though he had helped Hermann Göring, Hitler's second-in-command, steal trainload after trainload of art, the son-in-law told them about the location of the collection as well as Hitler's stash in Altros. Hmm. So, literally, a toothache is the reason why we were able to recover all this stuff. Yeah, um, well. The complex series of tunnels had been mined by the same families for 3,000 years. Inside, were, and the conditions were like constant. So between 40 and 47 degrees and about 65% humidity, ideal for storing the stolen art. So they definitely had the intention of keeping, you know, keeping them around for this museum. Um, but pretty wild that they found those conditions in caves and salt mines. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, I don't even know how you even like attempt yeah. to even do that kind of an operation. They literally like but. had rails that they just lower them all the way into these mines. Wow. And then they actually triggered explosives around them. So just in case if like, again, they were captured by somebody else or if like, you know, Hitler fell then they would destroy it. So yeah. that was the intention. Wow. Um, yeah. The deepest tunnels were more than a mile inside the mountain, safe from enemy bombs. And even if, even if the remote location was discovered, um, the German built floors, walls, and shelving, as well as a workshop deep within the chambers. From 1943 through early 1945, a stream of trucks transported transported tons of treasures into those tunnels. So, yeah, they definitely got to work. Yeah, um, they did. That, that's really crazy. But all this just sounds like a movie. Uh, there's there's so many stories that we like cover on this podcast where it legit just sounds like like it's not real. Yeah. Um, and this is just one of those that I just, I can't imagine. Uh, but it, what it means is there's like thousands of caches that are still have not been found. So there's like priceless artwork just buried in random houses and like people's like basements. It's like, yeah. it's there. Um, so when Stout arrived there on May 21st of 1945, early after hostilities ended, he chronicled that the contents based on Nazi records was 6,577 paintings, 2,300 drawings of watercolors, um, 954 prints, 137 pieces of sculpture. Like, Jesus, guys. Uh, 129 pieces of arms and armor. <laughs> let's I mean, be real, though, right? Let, let's, yeah. let's just be realistic about this. Sure. Out of that amount, how many do you think are good? Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like how many of those are, 
how many how of them are just, good? What are you- yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> you're telling me that they're just like 6,000 of the greatest paintings ever to exist. They stole. Dude, like, they I mean, stole from museums. Like, these were already I'm works of art. I'm just saying, like... <laughs> You, I bet you they got a couple. They got a stinkers. couple macaroni paintings. Yeah, in they there got somewhere. a couple stinkers in there. I don't. Some I don't like. I don't I'm believe just, it. Immediately, my brain just went to like any of like Hitler's like schoolwork art as a kid. <laughs> it's like, listen, hanging. I mean, like, where else does it go? You know, like you're like this will be great for the museum. That, wow, that's yeah, a terrible like, accent. That's not even a German accent. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to hear that again. Um, I don't know where. Like, I don't. I just. I'm just saying. I just. I have a hard time believing that those are the greatest pieces of art ever. Maybe Dude, up to that point they were, actually. But because I'm an, I do love art. Like, I do love uh, all Monet's, everything, including like, that sculptures, paintings, yada yada. Paintings. I just sometimes I I I would question <laughs> out of that six thousand that they're all great. You know, maybe half are bad. You know. Okay. I mean, I mean, I understand, but also there is literally like Monet's and like world famous paintings in this. <laughs> but is it? No, me, no, me just continuing the bit. <laughs> but I mean. But are you sure? <laughs> are we yeah. sure? <laughs> you're right. I haven't counted all 6,000 of them. So like, you're do right. We I don't know if they're them? all. If they're all great, you know, they might be stinkers. There might be. I'm just like saying, if if we don't trust their judgment and leadership, do we trust their judgment in which paintings and art they're going to keep? <laughs> Were you they know? art connoisseurs? Yeah, that's what right. I mean. Like, do they really have culture? If they can't understand social dynamics and how to lead, and like, you know, they're they're fucking attacking people. You know what I mean? Killing people. Jeffrey, I'm glad for, you're here for, for land. This. I'm like, glad. Do you're we here. really trust their opinion? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you don't know. I don't know. Because they could have destroyed the greatest things and then kept, like, the worst ones. <laughs> you know what I mean? But why like, would they do that for their museum? Because they're not. They're sick in the head, Jake. They're Nazis. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> like, they, am they I really, wrong? <laughs> first of all, when would you ever... What would you go through the effort of shipping a mile into salt tunnels, building out workshops If you're going to try to rationalize... A lot of, like, the, the Nazi thought process, oh, I just Lord. don't think you're going to win that argument, Jake. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here to counterbalance <laughs> me, me, Jeffrey. finds a loophole. What I do without you. <laughs> what do I do without you? Maybe they were finds all stinkers. A loophole in the... <laughs> That's funny. Oh, God. Okay, sorry. I'm, That's I'm a great thought. Now. Continue. No, you're good. You're good. This is what late pods are all about, my, my yeah. guy. This is it. Um, <laughs> uh, so, as I was mentioning before... A cache of explosives in the mine complex was meant to have blown this up in the in the event that Germany's defeat, um, but the explosives were never detonated. So this is the reason why they were able to be found, obviously. Um, but still pretty wild um, to hear. Um, but yeah, we can go back to the story. So there is a new update in 2022 um, about this actual Hochberg Palace. Okay. Um, so it was actually a brothel for Hitler's SS officers. Ooh. And in 2022, they discovered a mysterious metal canister buried 10 feet below the surface. Ah, metal canister. Is that what they call it these days, huh? That's what they call it. That's it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they found a metal canister. Wink, wink. That, that's right. And Me with my metal detector. <laughs> okay. Um, dude, I want a metal detector so bad. Uh, <laughs> we had another podcast, man. This is ah, another dude. thing. Another version of our casual history. That if someone wants to be a part of this group, you know. I want it. I want to start a metal detecting group, guys. What was it? We had a name for it and everything. It's like in uh, episode three. No, we did not. For yes, for we mining? did. Yeah, we did. We a hundred percent. I don't had remember a, that a at name all. <laughs> for it that we thought was great and brilliant at the time because we were recording uh, a podcast like number three or four, and we were like, "Wait, you know what we could do? We could also start this type of podcast." No one cared because no one listened to like episode three <laughs> or four. But we should go back and listen. We should. We should figure out what the great idea was. Uh, it's like I definitely for the want to truth, like something, probably something lame like that. But it was some, I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll go back and figure it out. We're talking yeah. about the Nazi uh, gold, but one hundred percent. Yeah, we definitely should start that up because I want to start a group. Yeah. Um, but this actual metal canister is thought to contain the so-called gold of Burslaw. So it even has a name, Jeffrey. So this canister is not just a canister; it has an mm. actual, like you know, really good name, gold of Burslaw. Um, Burst it was, law. Yeah, it would be it, named Burst Law. <laughs> it went missing from the police headquarters from what is now a Polish city of Warclaw. Um, the loot was stolen towards the end of the <laughs> Burst war. Burst Law in Warclaw. Okay. That's right. That's right. 
<laughs> the loot was stolen towards the end of the war um, under the orders of the SS Henrich Himmler to help set up uh, the Fourth Reich. So they were hoping to like hold it off and then sell it for money so they could restart up you know, the Fourth Reich for that. Huh. Okay. Um, the team, who had been searching for the site for a year, managed to find the stash's location after getting a hold of the secret documents, the map, and the diary um, from the SS officer. So this is what kind of led them to this well. So underneath this well, like 200 feet, I believe like 10 feet below the surface, or what did it say, uh, 10 feet? Yeah, 10 feet below the surface, they found this metal canister, so it gave off these weird readings. Yeah. Um, the discovery was made after a geo-radar search of an abandoned conservatory in the ground showed anomalies, as metal showed up in the images as darker color to the earth. Right. Um, now, the Sicilian Bridge Foundation is waiting on permission to raise this canister to the surface. Um, it is feared the site could have been booby-trapped, so the Polish army will have to make sure it's safe first, first which could take months. Um, among the collection of documents used by the team was a letter from the senior SS officer to his lover, who worked out of the palace. Um, ah, fell alone. We even have, that's right, we have, we have Nazi love. Um, <laughs> and even have a little quote excerpt from here uh, that says, he wrote, My dear Inge, um, I will fulfill my assignment with God's will. Some transfers, some transfers were successful, and the remaining 48 heavy Reichenbach's chests and all the family's chests I hereby entrust to you. Only you know where they are located. May God help you and help me fulfill my assignment. So he left all of this information to her, his lover. Wow. He was in love, wasn't he? Yes. Definitely up enough. state secrets to his mistress. Yeah, I bet you people weren't happy about that. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, you know he, the way to a man's gold is through his heart. That's right. That's right. If you want a man's gold, just go to his heart. I didn't want to say what I was actually going to say, so I started. I, know. I ended that with heart. I, I um, appreciate that you didn't go there. Thank go you. <laughs> you said brothel, so you'll get the picture if you're listening. We get the picture. Um, it is. It describes one cache as containing 47 high value artworks stolen from the collections in France. Um, the loot is thought to be works contained by Monet, Raphael, and Rembrandt. So, you know, the crappy ones, the crappy paintings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the questioning their, their art days. That's right. Uh, <laughs> several people hid the deposits in Minowski, including an officer named Von Stein. Um, all these great names. All these great names. Classics. Um, he used to stay in the palace because he had a lover there. Due to its location, it was often visited by high-ranking SS officers who treated it like a brothel, he added. Um, after Eng was entrusted to keep an eye on the hiding spot, she had to hide from the Russians in a forest for two months in 1945. But when she returned, the area had not been disturbed. So the foundation also hopes to search another 10 sites across Lower Sicilia identified in the pages of this SS officer's diary, where well, even more treasure could be uncovered. Um, another stash at the palace supposedly contains religious objects gathered by Himmler's uh, group. So there is like, you know, thousands and thousands of these stashes across this area. Are we thinking Holy Grail type? Or are we That's thinking... Right. I'm, feeling, I'm feeling way more regret that I didn't send you on this mission, mission Jeffrey. Holy Grail, we could have <laughs> found... Uh, what, what's the other big missing religious item? That yeah, Noah's Ark. Probably has. Noah's Ark's in there. No, Noah's Ark. <laughs> Noah's Ark. Noah's Just Ark's so in there. <laughs> Just fucking... <laughs> these caves are big, Jeff. We, we yeah, talked about this. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Somehow they got it in Poland or Russia, wherever you said this lady is. Yeah, um, Lord. That that should be another podcast, my man. I want to know what is the latest research on whether those artifacts, number one, exist, oh, and number yeah. two, where people believe they are. I, I saw something the other day about um, people finding old pieces of wood on this mountain, like top, uh, for, and they believe it did to be Noah's Ark. It could have just been one of those articles that was... Yeah, claiming false things. So I didn't do much deep diving outside of that, but yeah, um, I feel like I'm always a fan of those treasure hunt style stories. I know, man. Uh, with our talk of Oak Island all the time, <laughs> like, but yeah, I've actually seen little little documentaries where people believe to be in completely different places and believe they found like planks of wood, um, even like really cool things like um, in the Red Sea, like finding chariot wheels and stuff. Now that doesn't like confirm per se. 
like certain things maybe, but like there are evidence and like weird clues like that kind of lead towards certain conclusions in that area, which might make a really cool podcast. Um, cause I don't know any of the updates on all this information, but actually yeah. a really cool idea. Yeah. There, there's, there's some, it's so funny to me sometimes. Let me get existential on you. Yeah. But go for just it. Just like humans digging up dirt, putting <laughs> our little stone houses or little wood pieces of art in the ground and somehow people are going to be like, digging up our stuff soon, Jeff. That's what I mean. It's just weird. It's like out of all the fucking trees and I don't know <laughs> dirt, we somehow have Bluetooth, Wi-Fi. What? Okay. No, but like I say, <laughs> no, no, I'm just trying I to say, follow where this is going. No, sorry, my thought process goes from man, we somehow find value in which art is. I do believe there's something like. You know, culturally, like art means something, but sometimes oh, yeah. it's funny when you just put it in perspective. Like, sure. wow, really? Just some humans putting like, like I painting. don't know, yeah, painting things on pieces of wood and pieces of paper, and like, yeah, uh, like here we have these like stories about digging them up with booby traps around them because people humans found them so valuable that they couldn't let anyone else have them so they set up yeah. explosives to detonate if they ever been found like just it is a little bit ironic things man i i understand the intrinsic value because as humans like we feel like we're the only intelligent species that like creates art and something outside of like you know, um, you ever seen an elephant paint, Jake? I've seen, dude. An elephant I paint. have, and it makes me sad. <laughs> but I still, sad, you, here's a question. Here's a question for you. Yeah. If you saw an elephant paint, a painting, yep. right in front of you, mm-hmm. or you got offered like a Monet or like one of those famous, you know, big paintings, which, which would you would find more valuable? <laughs> Just off the bat. Well, I like one's pretty extraordinary, but so is the other. Like hard I, debate dude, there. You saw you an elephant not, paint. No, a hundred percent taking the Monet. You're taking the Rembrandt. But, you you know first, why? Okay, let because me put a stipulation humans, on it. Like as as intelligent as I know elephants are, and they are like crazy, crazy intelligent. That painting is not coming from an elephant's mind. If you there don't was, know that, if there was. <laughs> If the, listen, Jeff, if there was a painting where you knew 100% sure no human had interfered with this elephant and he was randomly exactly. drawing yes. on caves this is a on a rock, that was, then that's that was where different. That was then where you're talking, then you're talking, I would offer whatever the fuck, like that should be hung up in a museum because exactly. that is wild. But I'm, but those elephants are here? taught how to draw them. How do we get here? How do we get here? Because <laughs> we were talking about art. You want to talk about like why humans give like certain things value. Right. True, so we're true, having true. that conversation back and forth. Yeah, you're right. So, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And time Forgetting creates that at. value. So like our stuff now that will go extinct and like our old like tech stuff, like, yeah. you know, a future generation is going to dig this crap up and be like, oh, look, like an old MacBook. Like, <laughs> right? Um, I, I ridiculous it, things. You know what I was thinking about the other day. Also, this is also touches in this world, so it's not yeah. completely off subject. But like, I did go to the Louvre and like a few other like places. I was in France, and then I came back here. Came to an antique store okay. like yesterday. It's just funny to me because sometimes I think about this and I go like, here's like I have I like have a shelf in my in my, in my home which has just a bunch of knickknacks, a bunch of things I've saved. Yeah. Um, like that, I do. I realize I try to do that with like little memories, right? And I go, if this was to be found tomorrow, right? Like it's unvaluable to anyone else right now. Right. But like fifty years from now, someone's gonna uh, like pull open this little ticket from when this movie came out that I kept, and they're gonna go, "This is." I don't. It has more. It's funny how like just time and space yeah. typically can give something. I wouldn't say all the time, but like. A lot yeah, of times, they give something babies. meaning. Tell like that going to an an, yeah, well, go to an antique store and you'll find just pieces of paper, and somehow it's really cool to see a handwritten note that was probably just something they wrote, like their grocery list on, right? Yeah, and now it's valuable. But yeah, it's it's 100%. weird to think about that sometimes in relation to art, in relation to how just time, even away from something, age yeah. gives something value. I won't speak for like everybody on the planet, but a hundred percent, like it's a weird, like, please do please speak for all <laughs> seven point something can billion. I, can I, this is my goddamn podcast. I can do whatever the hell I want. Let me speak for all seven. <laughs> How many people are on the planet right now? Seven point something billion. Wow. Okay. 7.7 7 billion people. Um, I said something. I don't really know the, the point decimal number, but yeah, so, I don't expect you to somewhere um, around there, you know, but like, I think, yeah, it like, it reminds us that, um, 
I think it reminds us of our mortality a little bit. Um, at least it does for me, like seeing things that are like, you know, almost like a decade older than me, like finding something like that is wildly crazy and it adds value because it makes you realize like someone had an entire lifetime in a completely different life, like lifestyle, you know, a hundred years ago from you, um, before you were born. And so it just like, it gives you a weird perspective on life. And so I feel like that to me adds value to those items. Like I'll go through, um, all those vintage places. And if you find something super old where it's like super handwritten, you're right. It's like, it's like me writing a note today and then someone finding it like 200 years from now. Right. Um, but it's still, it's still wild. I don't know why, but I, I feel like that has like some sort of string to it. Is there anything else that, no, no. Is there anything else to touch on with this story specifically that we should touch on? Cause if not, I have a, I have a suggestion. Yeah, I have a little bit just to like wrap this up, but it's yeah, like well, right let's wrap end. it up and then we can we can banter at the end. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we could jump right back in. Um, so the Nazi Germany think tank raided sacred items around the world and attempt to find evidence to justify Hitler's racial theories. And when the war ended, the region was handed from Germany to the newly uh, Soviet-controlled Poland. Um, when German populated, when the German population was kicked out. And the Poles who had been living in the western Ukraine settled there. Um, Inge ended up changing her appearance and identity and married a local man in order to keep a low profile. She continued to watch over the hidden treasure until her death 60 years later. Um, How do you like to be the schmuck that just gets married because she's trying to hide, like, <laughs> blend in? Yeah. Or, well, like, she got it handed to her. Maybe she knew this all along. Maybe she wanted the treasure. True. Um... As far as the alleged golden hoard underneath the Hochberg Palace, the owners plan to refurbish and restore the building, which has fallen into despair, and an upcoming conservation work will continue to search for the long-buried well. So that is the, the recent update, but they have just now like had this full article saying they had found the canister, they believe it's there, they believe they know it's exactly what's inside because of the diary um, but it just sounded like a movie. And I was like, wow. dude, this sounds like an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, it's cool. It's a really cool one. Uh, it's an interesting story. I want to I want to know more about that. I think there's a lot of avenues we could go down and go back diving through to kind of connect some pieces to with, like you said, the the um, Monument Men. Yeah, the Monument Men. Yeah, maybe find some stories around there. It'd be fun. It'd be cool. Dude, 100%. Um, Super cool. Yeah. And like, did, like I, I heard that name before, but now I'm just going to have to go watch that movie. I thought, for some reason in my head, I thought you were you were describing um, there. There was this band of people, or not the band of people, the the, the architect or artist who made the Mount Rushmore. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about the secret. Um, uh, uh, basically, they were going to put like a library inside of it, and so it was oh. kind of like unfinished. Uh, and um, I can't remember what it's called, but essentially, in Mount Rushmore, there's this like big stone like square that was unfinished that you can visit now but there was something with yeah there was a whole story and for some reason the monument men i can't remember what connected that to that memory for me but that's another cool story we can get into yeah it's nothing crazy crazy, but they wanted to put like the history i believe of all presidents or something in in there or like Ah. there's some somewhere that like they had a plan i can't describe it correctly so i'm not gonna dive further into it no yeah um, i believe um we talked about like um you know, the Egyptians doing something similar. Like um, when we talked about the Sphinx, right. um, possibly having hidden rooms where they were going to keep like, again, all of world I history still believe that, that. we could collect. Me, I still believe that. I I, I can't not. <laughs> Dude, we need a world library. If we could all come together as a people. That's um, the internet, man. That's what we're making right now. Yeah, that's true. Google, Google is just a, the global consciousness and brain. Of everybody's best ideas and worst ideas just in a search engine for anybody to come along. And yeah. we're hoping that the good ones stay, like, within the, you know, uh, they rise to the surface. So then when you want an answer that's nine dude. times out of ten correct. But that's it, man. No, that is dude. the library. Listen, you just you just kicked off something in my brain because that's exactly right. Like, how we have hit a brand new age in humanity where um, the things that are going to be on Earth are going to be data mined. They're not going to be like coming straight from the earth. People are going to still have archaeological discoveries from our time. But like that will be the greatest. Like, dude, imagine future generations finding our memes. 
Imagine like having no understanding of like our humor. And it's so funny because like too, like even now as I'm getting older, again, it makes me sound super old, but like even the the youngest kids who are like doing TikToks and stuff like that, um, their humor is getting more and more like meta and like out there and like almost in a good way. But like we had that as well, um, that we kind of live in our little pocket of that. But imagine a hundred years from now, like someone goes back and they're looking, they're going to be data mining the internet for our history and what was happening. Yeah. Well, I've always, I've always had in my head, uh, that obviously our profiles, like when I'm 75, whatever gets archived, I don't know what's going to end up happening with like privacy data and all that. Maybe things will get stored away, but like, let's say I'm 85 and it's 20, whatever, 2080. I don't know. Let's just say 2080 and I'm 90 and I die. And I have to say I have kids or grandkids and they like my life could be encapsulated in my internet profile, right? From like as soon as I joined the internet to then when I died, if I kept up on the internet, right? Like if, if everything is moving to being online, all sure. of my taxes, every everything is going to be filed online on my jobs, right? It's like your email, yada, yada, yeah, man. Your profile, your pictures, your social content, your posts, your Instagrams, your TikToks. Obviously, hopefully, I stop doing that. <laughs> we are a hundred percent a part of the first generation that, like, um, you know, will like, be archivable but, online. I think. I think, like, my whole life will be yeah an archive bank, just like sifting through a data file that if my grandkids wanted to see, like, in night in twenty one twenty, right, whatever what I was like on 2040 and what, if I posted that day, right? And maybe there will even be algorithms that like generate a version of me through all my videos and stuff and yeah, dude. can like walk through my own life for them and my posts and how I was feeling. But here's the weird thing because we all know that everyone only posts what they like about themselves. Or yes. So it's going to be nine times history out of 10. already. But right. like, it's already again, edited, isn't all history, history in a weird way. Yeah, subjective. Yeah. If anything, you edit your own life. As not you're to doing get it. too deep down the rabbit hole. But no, like, no. It's just interesting to me. I, I, I've always kind of had that. That's where we're going. Like I've had this thought for a long time. It's nothing new. It's not like a brand new thought for anyone. Oh yeah. But it is interesting to think about the uh, on like your online presence in that way because I do think as long as servers are running and no natural disasters hit and things keep going like they're going, if they do, like as long as the servers are going, my life will be on the server. And so if my life's on the server. Essentially, my life can be tracked, traced, and I, I guarantee you there'll be like a 21 and Me uh, version of a, like, uh, again, you want to see what your grandpa is like? You want to see your history and connection points? You want to walk through a 3D version that we can mold for you? For one ninety nine, you can go yeah. back through a, a redigitalized version in VR of your grandpa and all of his, po- you know what I mean, and like Dude, have a, like a whole lifestyle of me. And three, this is a Black Mirror episode. That's not even that's but, not even CG stuff. That's not even like stuff that feels like super sci fi. Like that's a hundred percent. Like no. you can three D model a picture and say like you're taking a picture in your living room right now, right, yeah. or in the place in your apartment that you're living. Yeah. Um, you take a picture of you in it, and later someone's able to find that. And they can literally just like create and fill in the gaps of that information and literally create a 3D room of that picture for your grandkids or great, great, great grandkids to like walk through and be like, this is your grandpa. This is where he lived. This is where he was at. Look at his chair. Can you see the time? You know, like even just like all the It's all going to be up to what data gets privately held, sold. You know, like Apple right now, there's all the uh, like they locked down privacy, privacy supposedly but like you know all your phones your iClouds your it really is going to depend on it's going to be like a, a privacy war too eventually and it, like obviously things are becoming more and more less sacred and more and more less um, like regulated it feels like it feels like mm. you know more and more is online and more and more is you're like well I can't do anything about it so they have that information now yeah I'm just, I feel it's like there's be also a movement see. it's like it's moving in both ways right like there's a there's a movement right now which I don't know how long will last or not that there's like a privacy movement where we're we're understanding um you know what we want to be private and what we don't but the vast majority of it is very like yeah, like we don't think about it. We sign well, up for things. We agree to agree like to terms that you don't read. You every app you sign into has like hidden language about where they're from, where they're storing their data, what they can sell. Like not to go into all of that. But no, I mean, no, but, right. but the thing I don't, it's, I don't think, I don't think we're moving forward. I think it's like, I think there's less and less secrets now than there's ever been. Like, oh yeah, I don't think I think in the world in general. Yeah, I like at this very moment there's. 
like there's going to be a point there's a threshold it's like it's like a it's like a just a, a graph like there's a threshold where there will be no more secrets like like everything you do is tracked and monitored in some way right and not yep. to be like deep state or anything like that it just it's just fact like there's videos everywhere there's cameras there's everything i just think there's less and less secrets happening and not yeah. that that's a bad thing if you have nothing to hide i guess but it's just i don't know i just think it's i don't see us stopping any of this i say i think it, in my head i see everything becoming more open so yeah. I don't know if that's good or for worse, but you know, once AI gets evolved, who the fuck Dude, knows? I don't know, man. But yeah, being able to like, how trippy would it be if you could like virtually meet? Like, have you seen those new? Um, <laughs> we're just, this podcast is gonna go for four hours. Um, so I have been seeing this new product where this it's FaceTime, but they're able to project you as a hologram in a room that you can buy. Yeah. Now I've seen it's, it. a, it's, it's a shitty. false version. It's shitty. <laughs> I've seen but, it. It's shitty. All they did in my head, you add depth. You add like a box. That's all. You project doing. depth in a box, and you're just yes. facetiming a box. But I mean, so, that's yes, all, I get that's the all idea, it takes, right? Like, because you're just tricking your mind into believing it's 3D. But now imagine, like, that is the beginning. Imagine where that goes. Like, um, being able to literally, like, how we're face to face, like when we meet up, um, how you could probably meet your ancestors that way in an AI generated version that takes all of yeah, the Blade Runner had all this down to a T, generates a, a personality for you based on all your posts, which my God will be wild because you only post certain things about yourself. So it's not going to be really you. Um, but there'll be like a version of you that your kids can meet physically in person. Yeah. It, that's very Blade Runner, you know? Yeah. But I, I believe think, it. Thing in the wall. Yeah, it's definitely happening. Um, I believe it. I'm kind of happy that I don't live in that moment. I don't know why. And again, like um, right now, technologically, we're living in the greatest time humans has ever been on Earth. Um, but I'm sure that will be different if we if we stick around for another hundred years, two hundred years. It could be, it could be like you know, way better. Yeah, like all those things might be a normal part of life, and I'm just weirded out because I'm not there. And just like my parents on technology now, like I think everything takes longer than you think too. Because I, I I think I saw an interview with um shoot who was it? But it was a good thought. Essentially, it was saying you think that everything progresses at like a a, a speed like everything is like two xing, three xing, four xing, right? But like if for example you look at roads. Like it, t- it, it's gonna take someone. Yeah. Like, like there's certain things that don't get better with time. There's certain yeah. things that haven't gotten better and they almost decline with time. So mm. it's gonna be interesting to see kind of where the focus gets because it really does take people to to make it happen. But anyway, I know we got here from the Third Reich and we got here from <laughs> Nazi stolen treasure. We got here um, from Nazi stolen treasure, dude. <laughs> but if you're listening, thanks for listening. Uh, we're back at it. That's right. We're back. And so happy you guys are listening again. We have just started the curiosity club. So if you guys are interested, I'm going to be posting this along with this podcast. Um, so you guys will know about it. Um, where you're able to easily sign up and easily like be able to communicate back and forth with one of us as well as receive awesome, cool little updates. And then, uh, the merch line, which I'm excited. I hope I can get an order for myself. Um, that's what I'm planning on doing. Yeah. Uh, but so we also have that coming out tomorrow as well as like, if you want to just talk to us regularly through any social media, you can reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook. Um, yeah. Any kind of social media site that you can think of and just contact us and let us know what your idea is for the next episode. Cause we'd yeah, we're, let's start. I'm going to, I'll work on putting these up on YouTube as well. So there can be a comment section. I want to be able to like, yeah, I mean, Facebook and Twitter works great, but I kind of want to be able to talk about each episode per episode, you know? I agree. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll work out a way to just, even if it's just our logo and us talking, um, s- some people listen through YouTube, some people listen through that way. So maybe that it'll be interesting, but yeah. curiosity club, you sign up, you give us your phone, your nut, your email. And no, then it's just literally ab- just your name and your phone. Oh, just your name and your phone. Sick. So then we're able to just send you history updates, uh, cool little articles and then anything about us that we're doing if we do like yeah. a special one-off podcast it's only for those people curiosity club members different merch stuff yeah. we do or you want to talk to us directly give us suggestions directly give us um feedback criticism yeah um <laughs> all the things you might you might get like a 15 minutes of this kind of talk between us 
watch some <laughs> that we cut out of this podcast trash us that'd be sick i actually yeah. kind of want that to happen let's do it <laughs> i want to be trashed oh lord that means we're popular that means we're we're working exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right all right anything else are we signing off i think that's it i think we're signing off all right i hope you guys have a great rest of your week and uh we'll see you next week bye bye